This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hany Balkis. Happy Thursday, everyone, and good afternoon. Hope you're all having a great, great, great start to your day. Uh, I definitely am excited because it's finally Thursday. I feel like it's our favorite day of the week, favorite show it's of not the week. Only our favorite day. Everyone's favorite. It's day. Everyone's favorite day. <laughs> Thursday is the day where you know that the minute you you know sign out of work. Yep. You are done for the next two to three days. I mean, the only time you should think about work is on your way to work on, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, indeed. You're listening to Future Talk. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. We've got a very exciting show in store for all of you today, and we have big announcements happening right here in the UAE. If you are a programmer or a coder and you have a big love and a big passion for coding we have one day that is dedicated right here in the uae for you the 29th of october is going to be a day to honor coders and we're going to tell you exactly why this day was chosen yes and this just does go to show how important coders are not only in the world but in the uae as well we're also talking about how google is about to turn on two-factor authentication by default for millions of users now we do know two-factor authentication is you know a feature whether you want to or would not like to use it but now Google is going to make it mandatory. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, we're also going to be talking all about chatbots that have been coming in handy during the COVID-19 pandemic. A group of students, uh, go, they go by the name Farah Shaikh and Uruba Khaled. They are actually computer science and information technology, as well as electrical and computer and biomedical engineering students who have actually participated and won different awards uh, at the Sharjah University. They had a conference going on that is known as the 7th Annual international Arab WIC conference and they created a serverless chatbot system that can basically help patients locate hospitals with available beds and resources I feel like that has by far been one of the best ways to use technology during the COVID-19 mm -hmm. pandemic we are going to be hosting them on the show to learn a little bit more about their invention and what inspired them to do it yes and we're also talking about snapchat and how it's adding challenges with crash prizes actually with cash prizes to its TikTok competitor. Mm -hmm. So we do know that a lot of social media networks are thinking about how TikTok has ate up the scene in such a short period of time and now they want to copy the blueprint of TikTok. And I am very, 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 very against it. Mm. And I'll be telling you guys why <laughs> in just a bit. But before the show, my mom called and I uh, said hello. Yeah. And she said, I just called to say I love you. Oh, that's a nice one. Or I just called her. <laughs> Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. But how do we connect? How, like literally, how do we connect? Well, you know, there's codes mm -hmm. and there's programs and there's a lot of things that, you know, are going on behind the scenes and who does these behind the scenes coders right mm -hmm. now his highness sheikh mohammed bar rashid al maktoum vice president and prime minister of the uae and ruler of dubai has actually declared october 29th as a day that is going to honor coding and programming professionals under the slogan uae codes i mean how beautiful 
is that? I love it because we've definitely seen, especially in the past year, the UAE encouraging coders and programmers to go ahead and be a part of coding. And they have offered a lot of competitions to help encourage that. But a lot of people may be wondering, why October 29? Why this specific date? Well, the date actually marks the launch of the first electronic government in the region by Sheikh Mohammed 20 years ago. So... It was actually launched on the 29th of October back in 2001 and 20 years later we are actually dedicating this day to celebrate every coder out there. So every year the 29th of October will be celebrating the role that coders and programmers play in the success of the UAE. And this is not just, you know, it's not a it's not a one person's effort because we do know the IT sectors kind of exist in every company, but mm-hmm. for individual coders in specific, these are people who work very hard on them themselves a lot of them are actually self-taught and they go out there and create so many different applications and programs that we use on a day-to-day basis without even taking a second to recognize who was the person behind them and omnia this is the first time we've seen his highness sheikh Hamad rashid honor you know coders we do know when uh, the golden visa was being implemented and being rolled out yep. i believe over a hundred thousand coders mm-hmm. were eligible to get the golden visa and let me tell you something, the golden visa is not a game, nope. right? I mean, if you're getting a golden visa, that means you're very important and very valuable. And you contribute a lot. And you contribute a lot to the UAE. Now, His Highness actually said coding and programming excellence does represent a vital driver of innovation and creativity in the technological and scientific excellence and even economic growth and the most important thing, the nation's future aspirations. Now, we obviously do know that the UAE is strongly focused on investing in the development of human capital and providing an environment for a talent to thrive. So we're looking at how everything is going in line with the UAE's 50 vision that in the next 50 years, they have a vision and they have one, two, three milestone that they do need to complete. And just yesterday as well, we talked about how the UAE does want to go to Venus. Yep. And you think you just need sight, you need coders as well. You, you need, need programmers AI, as well. Need, yep. So we need them as much as they do need us. Absolutely. And to have one day to celebrate the, and honor basically the contributions of coders and programmers, it will definitely help encourage a lot of people to enter this field but it's also going to help promote the development of artificial intelligence in the uae and we've seen so many governments right here in the uae digitize from a to z there are a lot of services in the government that you don't even have to visit any office you just do it completely online so it's definitely going to help give a bit of a boost for these coders and it comes in line with the objectives of the national programs for coders that was actually uh, launched five years ago and it has so far attracted about 100 100,000 programmers and it has also enabled a lot of tech entrepreneurs to go ahead and invest right here in the UAE. Do you know a coder in your life that you could go ahead and appreciate on the 29th of October? Maybe a student uh, currently enrolled in a computer science program or computer engineering or that could be your neighbor, your friend, you name it. Let us know who that coder is and we will help celebrate them with you. Our text lines are open 4215. Do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Yes, and I will be shouting out my cousin who is a coder (laughs) and a programmer. Big shout out to my cousin Tofiq. You know, big shout out to you. Yes, and we'll be taking a short break, but when we come back, we got a lot in store for y'all. Pulse 95. Daily Digital News. 
Bits and bytes connect our world. Google is making headlines once again, but this time it's all about securing our accounts because Google has announced plans to basically enable two-factor authentication. And that's not going to be kind of like an optional thing anymore. I feel like it's just... That's going to be the new norm with a lot of companies and Google being one of them. So this is going to be the default for many accounts. And that's all to help make our accounts a lot more secure. And also, it does come in coincide with the mm-hmm. Cybersecurity Awareness Month that a lot of uh, cybersecurity experts as well as tech giants have been celebrating. And Google is once again reminding us of that plan by making sure that 150 million more accounts by the end of this year will undergo two-factor authentication by default. It's no longer optional. Yeah, I mean, Google is kind of preparing its users for this because back in May, Google did announce plans to enable two-factor authentication or Mm -hmm. two-step verification as it's referring to the setup by default. Now, back in 2018, Google did announce or did say that only 10% of its active accounts were using two-factor authentication. I have been using two-factor authentication since it was released because Google or Gmail accounts are more for a professional type of aspect. So you don't want anyone to get into those type of accounts. Now, another effort will require more than 2 million YouTube creators to turn on two-factor authentication to protect their channels from takeovers. Now, Google does also say it has partnered with organizations to give away more than 10,000 hardware security keys every year. Now, I believe that this is a very, very good move by Google because nowadays, you can sign into a lot of other social networks, a lot of other websites using, using your Gmail. Gmail account. And even a lot of government web portals, you can use sign in using Gmail. And Apple, ha- mm. have you ever signed into your iCloud on a web browser, Omnia? No, okay. I don't think I have. I want you to, when you're free, go to yeah. iCloud.com, type in your iCloud email and your password. It will not let you in and it will send a verification code to your phone. Oh, yes, an OTP. An OTP. Now, this is very mm. smart, and Apple has has had it for the longest time. I don't remember the, a time where yeah, I even stopped using iCloud on the web browser because I have to go get it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's too much of a it's hassle. too much of a hassle, right? So I believe Google doing this, it might annoy a lot of people because they have to have their phone on them all the time or they have to have that verification code all the time. But it's going to, you know, save a lot of people from getting hacked. And another tool that Google is actually introducing is known as the password manager. So this is going to help a lot of users, A, keep track of their passwords, especially if you're the type of person who that's what we should all do. But a lot of people forget to do that is to set different passwords for different accounts. So if one account is compromised, you don't lose access to the rest of the accounts. But Google will now start checking over a billion passwords every single day. They have a built in manager on their Google app, on the Android, on the Google Chrome, so that they can make sure that the passwords you go ahead and set up for your accounts are ones that are not going to be hacked into very easily. Last but not least, they're also going to be highlighting their inactive account manager. So this is basically a decision that Google will be making about what happens to your account if you decide to stop using it or if you're no longer around to be able to make those decisions. So a lot of the times, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would relate we have 
certain email accounts that we no longer use. Mm-hmm. You know, either we created them as kids or they're just there for spam. So you don't really open them as often. Yeah, well, everyone has a spam email. Exactly. So with these accounts, since you can't go ahead and accept those changes, Google will also be adding a feature to kind of create like a timeout period for your account. If you don't use it for, let's say, 18 months, then your account will become an inactive a user account and if in a year you continue to not use it it may just be removed altogether yes let us know your guys thoughts 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio do you have two-factor authentication enabled on your Google account or any type of email account you're listening to Pulse95 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. During the COVID-19 pandemic, time was everything. Being able to locate the right amount of beds for the right amount of patients, it basically seemed like a far-fetched dream. And a lot of healthcare professionals had to use and basically resort to innovation and technology to be able to make that happen. Right here in the UAE, we have even students actually working hard to make that become a reality as well. More specifically, in the Sharjah University, there was one conference that was held known as the 7th Annual International Arab WIC conference that helped a lot of students to kind of brainstorm ideas on how they can basically provide solutions for real world problems. Two students known as Farah Shaykh and Aruba Khaled, they are from Abu Dhabi University, they came up with what is known as the Covistant chatbot. This chatbot is absolutely genius. It was designed to help patients locate hospitals with available beds and resources. But enough talking about about it let us hear from them on how this chatbot works thank you so much for joining us hello thank you for um, having us yeah thank you for having us so uh, basically uh, the coexistence chatbot it is uh, uh, derived from this word called covid and assistance mm-hmm. um, so that's why we named it so it's the acronym mm-hmm. and it is a very friendly uh, medical chatbot that helps people to seamlessly locate hospitals and resources in hospitals mm-hmm. like uh, the beds oxygen cylinders uh, ventilators and other critical resources as well. Um, we have implemented this for the state of New Delhi, which is mm. the uh, capital of India. Mm-hmm. So it's just for testing purposes. It's done for uh, this city. But we were thinking like later if it becomes a success and there is like a uh, uh, good response from the people, then we can uh, extend to other states as well. And uh, this uh, chatbot, it was built using uh, basically Microsoft Azure services. Mm -hmm. So we used like a couple of services from Microsoft, like uh, Power Virtual Agent, which is like the uh, basis of the chatbot uh, that forms the skeleton of the bot. That's what builds it. And it has some side applications like Louie, which is basically uh, for uh, semantic analysis mm-hmm. and uh, language understanding, which basically helps people to uh, talk in any uh, format of English language mm-hmm. and the chatbot will be able to answer them back. And also uh, Microsoft Power Automate, that was like uh, one of the important tools which uh, helps to uh, create a workflow for the chatbot, something nice. like a mind map for the bot, like what to do. And uh, we uh, used Microsoft List. It's like a test database. We created a test database because it wasn't uh, possible to, you know, actually contact Mm. hospitals Mm -hmm. and connect them because it's just for testing purposes. So these were the tools we used. It was a great experience. That's amazing. I mean, what, what are the most valuable features of using chatbots in healthcare in general? 
Okay, so for like obviously in healthcare, one of the main things that we need is availability. Okay. Because if I need help right now, so right now what happens is that you need to go online, you need to go to Google, you mm -hmm. need to look for a number, you need mm -hmm. to call. And I always experience this that when you call, all I hear is, uh, your call is important to us, please stay on the line. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard this sentence. So we cannot have that. In COVID, people are panicking. We cannot expect them to wait and you know follow certain steps just so they can get help. So availability is very important. And with chatbots, because we're using cloud services, we have that infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You know, the the, the redundancy is, is reduced and everything. So it really helps to have it available 24/7. Mm -hmm. And you're having this consistency with people. You can't expect consistency, <laughs> yeah. but with chatbots, you every, all the users can reach at any time mm -hmm. and it, they will receive a consistent response. Mm -hmm. And another thing is obviously it has to respond quickly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because um, we need to reduce the amount of steps that the people need to take to get an answer. Mm -hmm. So in India, what was happening is that a lot of people had to go from hospital to hospital just to know if there was availability. Mm -hmm. Because you go online, you're calling, people may not pick up. And because obviously there's a lot of you know distance between hospitals, mm -hmm. a lot of people passed away on the way to the hospital. They didn't get care. And I think that's really where our chatbot Kavistans comes in because we're trying to reduce all of that. Mm -hmm. You can just go and there's these are these chatbots, they're deployed on social media, mm -hmm. which makes it very easy for people to just go. Like another thing in healthcare is panic. Mm -hmm. People are panicking. <laughs> And when someone is panicked, you can't expect them to like go here, call a number, wait. You can't do that. So with chatbots, we need, uh, you know, easy to use and simple access. And social media, it's like craved. It's like carved into our True. brains. So the first thing you do is Facebook. Second and nature. then you're like, yeah. So it's just like an instinct thing, right? So it's easy to have, you know, it deployed on social media because that's where you'll go first. Yeah. So with that, it just helps, uh, you know, receiving the response mm -hmm. faster. So And it does reduce the stress on uh, oh, healthcare yeah. professionals mm -hmm. as well. I'm loving it so far. Ladies and gentlemen, we are <laughs> going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we got a lot in store for you. Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. There is a saying in Arabic that goes by or necessity is the mother of all inventions. And a Believe lot of it or not, it's the first time I ever hear that one. Really? Yes. Necessity is the mother of all inventions? Yes. What? Al Haja Ikhtira. Yeah, it's the first time I ever hear it. <laughs> there you go. New new uh, new cliche added to your dictionary. Um but especially when it comes during the COVID nineteen pandemic, mm -hmm. a lot of people were truly struggling. Right here in the UAE we were lucky that we didn't suffer with the, of the issue of having low no beds, beds or yeah. low resources. But around the world, many countries, a lot of people were losing their lives, either waiting for an empty bed mm -hmm. or even on their mm -hmm. way to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly where technology can come in handy and provide us with solutions. Mm -hmm. Two students from the Abu Dhabi University have actually participated in the 7th Annual International Arab WIC Conference that was held virtually by Sharjah University. Mm -hmm. They created a project that is known as the Covistance Chatbot. This is a serverless chatbot that was actually helping a lot of patients locate hospitals with available beds and resources without having to spend hours on hold or even heading to the hospital yourself. Let's hear from Farah Sheikh and Aruba Khalid a little bit more on how this chatbot has been working and how it can actually
actually cut down on response time. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you for having us. us. So now in terms of response time, obviously it is a big concern for everybody. Mm -hmm. And but with us, you know, we used Microsoft tools. They're very powerful tool and they're doing all the back end processing. And we conducted black box testing, which is basically when you put a lot of inputs into your system and you see how it reacts. Mm -hmm. And we can see that, you know, all the scenarios that we tested, we did get good responses uh, from the chatbot, even when you make spelling mistakes, because obviously people are panicking. We don't expect you to have perfect grammar sentences. And, you know, there's a lexical analysis involved because everybody has a different way of speaking. Mm -hmm. You might say hi, I might say hello. So we need to, you know, consider all those things. And another thing is that people need to start trusting technology more because Mm -hmm. the thing is, this is a serverless, you know, chatbot. So this is new technology. And what happens is that the code is run completely differently. It's run, it can be run anywhere. So it doesn't have to, you know, do the old way where it used to go through like a specific route and then there used to be a lot of latency. Mm -hmm. So that's just like the difference with this chatbot. That's amazing. And also, you know, putting into consideration, maybe not a lot of people have access to the internet all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I I love it so far, and I want to ask you, where did the inspiration come for creating this chatbot? Did you guys go through a certain you know experience, situation right? experience where you thought, hey, maybe I could do better, maybe I could create something you know to benefit myself and benefit the people around me? Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm a computer engineer, Amazing. and Aruba is. Uh, software engineer Mm -hmm. so uh, during the month of April to me I was just following the news channels you know social media Mm -hmm. and uh, wherever you open the newspaper social media everywhere it used to say about how the uh, condition was devastating in India Mm -hmm. and uh, the death rate was extremely high I think uh, around April end it was like 100,000 death cases for Mm -hmm. a month so that was like very very high and uh, it deeply moved me and uh, I was thinking like uh, is there a possibility that we could help in any way because the news said that uh, you know people were going from hospital to hospital as Aruba said they were being rejected and uh, some people you know they come from far off villages and they used to uh, take the uh, rickshaw, a mm. small uh, vehicle, like a, yeah. Yeah, a small vehicle or uh, the cab, and then they pay a lot for it, and then they come to just uh, be disappointed that there is no bed or resources mm-hmm. in the hospital. So we thought like they should know beforehand that uh, this is uh, this hospital is not for us. We should go for something else. Save mm-hmm. time, save a life. Uh, yeah. We wanted to. Uh, that was like our motto. It, it was in our mind. So. Uh, Uh, We did a little bit of research and then we found out that there's not actually a chatbot like this or a solution like this that's helping people to, uh, you know, tell them about the resources beforehand. Then we uh, made this chatbot and then uh, we approached our uh, mentor, our teacher, Dr. Heba, and uh, the whole uh, computer science IT department in our Abu Dhabi University, they were very supportive. They said... uh, you know, uh, just do the project and we'll support you in all ways. So we always had guidance and help from all of them. And that's why this is a success. Oh, that's so <laughs> hard. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the invention is great. The app and the, the whole, you know, the concept is great. And I, w- I wouldn't be surprised that you got all of this support because we're because I personally, right, sometimes I do need certain information from a certain place. 
And on the phone, again, just like you mentioned, there's a long waiting time. You're going to be saying, yeah, I'm going to transfer the call. And, and you, most no of the times, <laughs> sometimes for me, the call gets dropped yeah, and I have same. to go through the whole, you know, process again. again. And even in press the non-operational one. hours, like maybe yeah. late night, 2 yeah, a.m. Yeah. and yeah. stuff, nobody press would pick one, up. Press one, exactly. press two, press three, using yeah. time. Saving time is also saving a life. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more on the process of creating this uh, chatbot. How long did it take you from start to finish? Um, it took us about a month to like, uh, okay, we did like half a month of research and we uh, made sure that such a solution is not available anywhere. Then after that, uh, maybe a month or so, we uh, completed the whole chatbot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, advantage of Power uh, Virtual Agent by Microsoft is that it's a no-code platform. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to actually uh, explicitly code and stuff. You just have to drag and drop, create your workflow. It's ma- basically made for, you know, business people. People, uh, or those who don't have this computer science background. So we uh, leverage that uh, advantage and then uh, we just created the chatbot. And then later for the ACM proceedings for the uh, Sharjah conference, it took us like two months mm-hmm. to, you know, do the editings for the file and all. You know, they talk about it like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I, it's not it's a great a, it's achievement. It's a big deal. <laughs> it is a huge achievement. Yeah. Now, speaking about achievements, this is a great and amazing achievement, but Thank the you. big question is, what is your next achievement regarding this app or this platform? I mean, what are your future plans for this chatbot? Okay, so our future plan, uh, right now this chatbot is just in the testing phase. It hasn't been actually deployed in WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. Okay. And uh, in India, most of the population, according to statistics, they use uh, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp as their uh, main, main, main uh, messaging platform. Yeah. So it would be nice if the chatbot, like coexistence, is available in me- Messenger and WhatsApp. So we'll be working on that. And also, uh, now we just have a test database. It's not the real hospitals connected to it. Yes. So maybe in the future, we'll have a secure cloud de- uh, database where all the hospitals are connected and they real-time update all the resources, the uh, ventilators, uh, the beds and everything. And also they uh, have the uh, contact of the doctors or the medical personal. That would be such a great addition. Yeah, and incorporating telemedicine as well. Yeah, Yeah. 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 and not just for New Delhi, maybe all the states in India. And if it works in India, then other uh, countries. So for that, we need to approach an organization. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're just... uh, in that process yeah Yeah. i mean we do wish you guys the best of luck so far we're looking at it flawlessly (laughs) i mean you guys hit all the buttons on how to make this perfect for you know the citizens and people and i love the fact that you focus a lot on ease of access because a lot of the times we see amazing innovation great technology but to access it it's a little bit difficult there's no point of great technology if it's not easy to use because then people are not going to use it exactly again you're not downloading a a third-party app you're not going out of you know your way it's on chat it's on the things you're using every day if you're using whatsapp every day you're gonna find it there if you're using uh, Facebook Messenger, you're going to mm-hmm. find it there. Yeah. So I love the idea a lot. I mean, hats off to you guys. You guys you so did much. it perfectly. Farah Sheikh and Arub Bahari, thank you so much for joining us. And we wish you the very best in all of your future thank endeavors. You. Thank, thank you for, for having, having us. us. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. The pleasure is all ours. Coming up on today's show, we still have lots to share with you as we discuss what Snapchat is doing to try and compete with TikTok. You're listening to Pulse95. 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 Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse95. Forget what's worth a click and download. (laughs) Forget it for one moment in time because now 
We're talking about the dineros. Yes, the what's masari, worth your time? The money, <laughs> right? Ladies and gentlemen, Pulse95 Radio in cooperation with the Sharjah Broadcasting Authority mm-hmm. are doing a drone competition. Yes, indeed. And if you're 16 years or above, you have a chance, a golden chance to win cash prizes up to 30,000 dirhams. Yes, you heard it right. 30,000 dirhams are up for grabs. And it's not just one prize that you could potentially win. We've got four different prizes where the first place winners get 10,000 dirhams and the runner-ups get 7,000 dirhams. All you have to do, get your drone up in the air and get filming and shooting of beautiful Sharjah. Because all you have to do is a film 60-second video using your drone Take aerial shots of beautiful Sharjah, post it on your Instagram and tag us at Pulse95Radio as well as including the hashtag, hashtag Sharjah above. Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 dirhams up for grabs for the first place winners and in total, there are 30,000 dirhams worth of cash prizes. So get your drones up in the air and start taking beautiful video shots of Sharjah. And I do recommend going to Khurfkan <laughs> or going to Kalba. I would recommend where you live, actually. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. There's I don't a beautiful skyline. Yeah. Be- beautiful skyline in Buhaira. But you know how many people... I want, I want, you know, to be a little bit unique. Yeah. How many people are going to drive to Khurfkan? <laughs> right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, do go and get that money shot. Now, today we're talking about Snapchat and how it's adding challenges with cash prizes to its TikTok competitor. Now, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. right? TikTok is off the chart. Yep. And before we get into it, I'm going to give you a quick FYI. Mm. Omnia. Yes. People or influencers who are very famous on Instagram and mm-hmm. who are very famous on Snapchat and who are very famous in the social media world are using TikTok Live. Why? Okay. Oh, you told me you were spending hours on TikTok Not, Live. Forget about me spending hours. Why? <laughs> Why? Because they're making money out of it. No way. Yeah, so I have no idea so, about that, actually. So there's an in-app purchase. Okay. Let's say Omnia is live. Do you pay to watch the live? No, you don't pay. But let's say Omnia is live. Okay. Omnia Saleh is live. Hani is a watcher, is a viewer. I mm. love Omnia. I love what she does. I love her content. And now she's going to be competing with a guy or mm. a girl. And they're going to see who can gather up the most points. Oh, so okay. the points are coins. Okay. Okay. So what I can do is I can pay X amount of money and get, for example, the Burj Khalifa emoji. And if I send it to Omnia so she can win against Muhammad, mm. right? Omnia will get a percentage of how of much that. it costs to buy the Burj Khalifa. What? So a lot of people are making 200, 300 dollars per day. Just by on TikTok going live. live. And doing, I saw people on TikTok live, huge influencers on Snapchat. Huge. I'm talking about 4 million active viewers. Wow. And on TikTok, these guys are getting 1,000 to 2,000 views. That is amazing. Live viewers. So Snapchat and Instagram are feeling the pressure. And that is why, right, TikTok was being regulated in the United States. And that because TikTok is a problem mm. to these social media companies. True. And now Snapchat is trying to plan its comeback, but I don't think they're going to be able to do that when TikTok 
is offering such a great opportunity. So what they're doing to help creators earn cash is to basically launch what is known as the Spotlight Challenges. This is going to help reward a handful of creators every single week for making videos by using specific lenses or filters, like a lot of people like to call them. So you will do certain activities or play certain games and play certain sounds inside the app's TikTok competitor, Spotlight. Once you do that, three to five creators will be awarded cash for every challenge. And these winners will be chosen from among the most viewed eligible videos. So the person's video who gets the most views will get the best amount of cash. The mm -hmm. payments will be divided and they typically range from either $1,000 to $25,000. And the minimum payout is $250 according to Snapchat. So they're offering those challenges every single week, but personally, I don't feel like they're going to gain as much traction as TikTok. See, if you go right now into Spotlight on Snapchat, which is a mock-up of TikTok, yeah. you're going to see literally on the Spotlight mm. page, zero, like, zero <laughs> Barely likes. Anyone. There's some views that zero likes. Yeah. Snapchat, stay in your lane, Instagram. <laughs> I mean, Reels is doing... Reels is doing pretty there's, good. Okay. You know why, Omnia? Mean, because why? there's a, you know, a stereotype that TikTok is for children and Instagram is for adults. No way. That is Come why. Because on. because a lot of people... A lot say, of children are on Instagram Reels. I have, Not I, as many TikTokers. I, 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 Reels yeah. is the professionalism. Mm. TikTok is, mm. you know, for kids and, and child. And yeah, I mean, TikTok is a little bit, a lot more laid back than yeah. Instagram. But let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. I personally think Snapchat will fail once again. <laughs> TikTok is going to be on its A-game. Omnia? I agree with you. I think TikTok is going to win because a lot of people are already on the platform and all they have to do is basically go live and you watch people go live. Let us know what are your thoughts, but it is Thursday and we always celebrate Thursdays beautifully right here on Pulse95. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you guys to stay safe. Get your drones in the air because we're going to be seeing you on Sunday. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse95.